football fans. It's time to go on the record for this week's matches in pro and college football with just one catch. We're only interested in underdogs. Who can keep it close if not pull the outright upset? Time to find out. It's Three Dog Thursday. Now here's your host, TJ Reed. We are back in with much to discuss here on the only digital radio show that is devoted to those underdogs. No, we don't have games specifically college football, NFL, college basketball. Yes, we could look at the NBA playoffs, for example, but look, it's a little difficult when they're playing a playoff game every night or every other night to go down that road. But we're here to mix it up, to talk about it, to discuss it, whether it's NBA related whether it's Stanley Cup playoffs, whether it's, oh, a golf major going on, the PGA Championship this weekend, we're here to break it all down. I am your somewhat capable host. He is senior handicapper and writer, VegasInsider.com. Ladies and gentlemen, he's back. Mr. Kevin Rogers, how are you, sir? Doing well. Obviously, uh, a lot going on with the lottery this week. And, uh, yeah, it, it doesn't stop. So, in spite of the... Lack of football, we still have a lot going on. That is very true. All right, let's dive in head first off the high dive into the deep end about the NBA draft lottery. I have already put this out there. I want your opinion that we see yet again the teams that did nothing but tank and lose games not get rewarded. In fact, none of the four worst teams in the NBA that lost all those games in February and March and April, none of them got the number one pick. That includes the New York Knicks, by the way, where they are still belly aching about not getting a chance to get their hands on Zion Williamson. Kevin, your reaction to the New Orleans Pelicans ending up as the team that gets number one overall? Well, first, I think that, you know, we need to throw out this whole NBA is fixed, it's rigged. They want to have these superstars go to these big cities because it's not true. I mean, when you see New Orleans and Memphis sort of the two top picks in the NBA and, you know, you have markets like San Antonio that has won championships for a long time. The Knicks haven't done anything. And, you know, Chicago's really struggled over the last few years. Even, you know, even LeBron goes to the Lakers and they haven't really done anything in the last few years either. So, you know, these big glamour markets aren't really what they were. Now, you know, it is good that you know, New Orleans got the first pick because if they could somehow keep Anthony Davis and they have Drew Holiday, they have a nice core there, you add Zion to it, and that's not a bad team in the West. But, you know, that, that's the team that was in the playoffs last year, and if everything can kind of stick together, that's not a, a terrible team in the West. But, you know, the Knicks not getting the first pick, there, I, I just feel like there's this, this thought that in the NBA, or at least, you know, we got to have New York be great because it's New York. It's the top TV market. They play at the Garden. But at the same time, there's a reason why people don't want to go there. The free agents don't want to go, even though it seems like Kevin Durant may go there in the offseason. They have terrible management, terrible ownership. And, you know, if, if they got that fixed, maybe they'd be better. That's true. Um, okay, so a couple of schools of thought. Uh, here. One of them is the belief that New Orleans may try to trade Anthony Davis, their big man, as you were talking about. Uh, Do you believe, this is only speculation on our part, that this makes him more willing to stay in a smaller market, New Orleans, as opposed to what you were saying, LA, maybe to go to the Lakers, supposedly LeBron was trying to woo him. Does New Orleans getting the number one pick and presumptively Zion Williamson 
make Anthony Davis more likely to stay in your mind real quick? I, I would hope so. It just seems like, I, I don't know what's wrong with Anthony Davis. Like that he wants to go to the Lakers to play with LeBron. Okay. I'm not going to blame him for that. But at the same time, it's not like the Lakers are a team that is on the cusp of being the top team in the West. They weren't even a playoff team this year. You know, so you go out there, you're going to get lost here to be a part of a circus. And I get that New Orleans, you know, it's not really a circus because people don't pay attention to them as much as they would the Lakers because now they have LeBron. I, I just don't get, like, this attitude that he has that it's not like he's been taking the Pelicans deep in the playoffs. You know, they make it out like he's a franchise player. He's really good. You can't take that away from him. He's extremely talented. But it's not like he's carrying them that far. Maybe they get to the first round of the playoffs. They did get to the second round last year, but they've kind of peaked. And now you can get Zion Williamson in there that, I mean, why not ride it out instead of complaining and you want to get traded and you want to get Like, you know what? I feel like we heard about that for another big guy years ago. That was Dwight Howard. And how did that whole thing work out? <laughs> you know, like, stop complaining about wanting to get traded. Just play. And when you're a free agent, then go somewhere else. Then you can go because you're not under a contract. When you're a contract, just play and shut up already. Another opinion that's out there, and I really wonder about this, and we've seen it before, might Zion Williamson's representatives and agent make it clear to the Pelicans and the ownership, Gail Benson and the new general manager that they have, we're not interested in playing for you. He he will he will gladly go somewhere else and let you get something for him. We we will be willing. I mean, it's a, it's obviously a strong arm tactic. It's worked on other occasions. Heck, uh, it worked for Eli Manning when the Chargers drafted him, and uh, and basically the Mannings uh, forced the issue and said he's not going to play in San Diego under that ownership and under under that GM and head coach. And he eventually got his trade. Eric Lindros, very famously in the NHL, said, "I'm not going to play for the Quebec Nordiques. Find a way. I'll go. I'll go play somewhere else. I'll go play in a European league. I'll go play somewhere else." Elway. I mean, the, the millennials, Kevin, the sub thirty year olds don't remember John Elway famously told the then uh, Baltimore slash Indianapolis Colts, "I'm not playing for you. You you got to trade me to a West Coast team." And ended up being Denver uh, when the Colts got the number one pick so this is not uncommon or unusual that a star player would say in this case I don't want to be in New Orleans I would rather be in a big market somewhere else do you believe forecast for me that that could be coming now that we know it's New Orleans with the number one pick for Zion Williamson I don't know if it's going or not I don't think it should happen you know I'm not going to tell you what I think is going to happen I don't think it should happen I think what all of those examples you gave, I think all of them are wrong. Not what you said are wrong. I think all of them are wrong because you should get drafted and where you're going, you go and you make the best of it. You know, you're the best player. Then this is what happens. The best players go to the worst teams and uh, sorry, you know, that's just how it works. And, you know, Eli Manning, the example of that, that I get that he won two Super Bowls in New York, but I'm sure the chargers were happy having Phillip Rivers all these years, you know, I don't think that they, they got the short end of the stick on that one, even though Eli won the two Super Bowls in kind of fortunate fashion, you know, it's beside the point. But, you know, who says that if the Knicks won the lottery, or let's just say, for instance, if the Pelicans made a trade with the Knicks and then they got Zion, who says that he would be successful in New York, that the Knicks, that who says the Knicks will, will be that much better? Because what if Kevin Durant stays in Golden State or he went somewhere else? There's no guarantees of 
Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving going to the Knicks along with Zion, you have the super team now that can compete in the Eastern Conference. There's no guarantees of that. So what if Zion goes to this team that's not very good and they win 25 or 30 games, you only do so much. Like, you're going to a better team potentially in New Orleans than you would in Chicago, in New York, in Cleveland, in Phoenix, and any of those teams. New Orleans is better than all of those teams already. So wouldn't you rather be there where you're with another superstar, assuming Anthony Davis stays, where all of a sudden now your team could be in the playoffs quickly as opposed to maybe it's more of a rebuilding process. So there's just no guarantees wherever you go. And I just don't like this whole, you know, because uh, let me just divert for a second. I saw this online yesterday where, where someone was saying, you know, we need to get rid of the draft. You should be able to pick where you want to go. And it's like, come on, like, this is the way it oh, is. Yeah. You don't keep back in the league. You know, that's, that's crazy. Ridiculous. Right, well, right. Because then, no. then the yeah. lesser teams would never be able to get any of the good players. It would all, it would all be the big market teams. You've got to have a draft in the NFL, in the yeah. NBA in particular, or the, or the lesser teams would never get good players. Totally on board with that. Yeah. I saw, I saw that somewhere. I saw it ridiculous, but, but besides that point, it still is. Like, this is how you have to balance out the league. And sorry if in the NBA you get lost in places, but guess what? Giannis Antetokounmpo, Antetokounmpo, he goes to Milwaukee. It takes a little bit of time. They could be in the finals. They could win the finals. Look at at them right now. That's That's a great example building around him because he is clearly the star. They've got parts around him. Um, and at the time we're talking, they've already won game one in the Eastern Conference Finals against uh, Toronto. Looking good. Long way to go in that series, but that's a great example. And you make a great point. Zion could be with the Knicks, and they could have not much else. They have not much else on the roster right now. And like you said, if, no, if they can't sign anybody, they could be a 20-win team or a 15-win team with him. He can't do it all by himself. I, I don't think that he's the type of player that would make them, in his rookie year, a 50-win team with no other help just because of him. And I hear you saying kind of the same thing. I don't think that's the case in New Orleans, in New York, or anywhere else. I don't think Zion Williamson makes you suddenly 30 wins better, let's say. 20, 25 wins better just by him. Could he help you be 10 games better with some other pieces around him? Probably so. But uh, it's, a, it's a whole different... And, and the other thing, one more, the Knicks don't have anything to trade. Remember, they gave up Porzingis uh, their their potential superstar big man in the trade with the uh, with the Dallas Mavericks uh, trying to clear salary cap room etc. Uh, they they don't really ha- I mean in a deal in a potential deal for the number one pick what can they give New Orleans that would make them say oh we want to do that deal and and give you Zion Williamson so. That's uh, that's where New York is hamstrung uh, yet again. And, and look, I have no sympathy. Exactly what you said. You did nothing but lose games. There was a point from January to April where the Knicks lost 41 out of 46 games. They went 5-41, and 41, trying to lose every night out. If that's... If that's what you're doing and you get burned because of it, then so be it. Whatever happened to trying to win and doing your best to trying to win, it's... Uh, it's kind of counter on all these fronts. You mentioned Cleveland, and one of the other NBA subplots midweek here as we talk on Three Dog Thursday is John Beeline, suddenly out of the blue. Kevin, uh, what's going on here with the Michigan college coach suddenly being the Cleveland Cavaliers coach? What do you make of that? 
you know, there's a couple ways to look at it. And obviously, number one, everyone always talks about college coaches and making the jump to the NBA and they're not successful. But that's not, it's not really accurate from the standpoint of you go to NBA, you can't do it. Billy Donovan went to Oklahoma City. He had Kevin Durant and Russell Westbrook. Billy Donovan is a very good coach. I'm not taking that away from him. But if he went to coach this Knicks team, he's not winning 50 games out of the gate. He's not that good. Okay, It helps when you have talent. Tim Floyd went to the Bulls after that team got cleaned out winning the championships. No one's winning with that team. Rick Pitino in Boston, when he said, Larry Bird's not walking through that door. (laughs) Like, you don't have the talent. You can't, like, in college, you guys can pick out the best players. In the NBA, you can't do that. You don't have the talent. You're not going to win. Okay, so let's fast forward to Beeline now. I find it very interesting that he, at his age, wants to make this jump. And obviously, he's not forced out of Michigan. He, you know, he's helped this this program be one of the top in the Big Ten, one of the top teams in the country, and they don't win a championship. But I think that for him, part of it, I don't mind it because at first, I'm like, what are you doing? You're nuts. Like, what are you doing? But I don't mind it because. You have a chance here for a few years. You don't have divas to deal with on your roster. It's not a good roster. You don't have divas to deal with, so it's not that's not bad. And you know what? I guess you go through the whole you, – you live once. That If you have a shot to coach the NBA now, he could always go back to college if he wanted to. All right? But, and but like you wanted, pointed out, he's, he's at the end here. He's in his 60s, and all these guys at one point or another have fantasized, I want to be a professional coach. And we would agree. I mean, Michigan has become a basketball powerhouse really the last five or six years with Beeline. And he may look at this as, hey, I've done all I can do at Michigan. Maybe we would win a national championship. Maybe we wouldn't. I just want to go coach basketball. I don't want to have to worry about academics. I don't want to have to I don't want to have to worry about the restrictions on practice time. Uh, and I'm going to get paid a boatload of money, probably more. And I, I, I have to believe he's making several million dollars over the life of the contract more to go to Cleveland. Uh, and you didn't mention Brad Stevens. I know you know, but you didn't mention Brad Stevens is the recent well, one. But that. he's much younger. He's much younger having gone to the Boston Celtics. And there's a lot of people that believe he'll eventually end up back in college coaching anyway. My point is, I believe Beeline, this may be his last job. Kevin, you agree with that? That he'll do this for two, three, four years, however long it lasts, and that may be it for him i don't yeah I, unless it's a complete disaster this year which i don't you know i again i don't think it's a high pressure situation in cleveland just because but uh i'll get to stevens in one second but as far as beeline goes somebody made a good point the other day and i thought it was kind of interesting that the way college basketball's gone with all the stuff behind the scenes and the adidas and, and all this other things that you know you kind of say you know what i don't want to deal with this crap anymore I don't. And you mentioned, you know, you know, to worry about academics and recruiting and all that. Like, yeah, let me just coach basketball and be done with this. Like, let me just do that. And well, remember, if I can interject one more, let me interject one more. Billy Donovan, after the back-to-back national titles, we know this, we live in the state of Florida, he took the Orlando Magic job. It intrigued him that much he to did. go coach with with Dwight Howard uh and he believed hey I can I can take the step to the pros it's in the state of Florida I can still be around my son who's playing in high school uh, and then he took a couple of days rethought it and got out of it and went back to Florida but eventually the temptation was there again to go back to the NBA to that point so continue on including well, about Brad Stevens yeah well also another point on Billy that you know you, you kind of look back at it and you say well, maybe the Orlando job, either he wasn't ready or maybe the talent wasn't that great. And Oklahoma City was too hard to pass up, and he did enough in Florida. But with Brad Stevens, blame him for leaving Butler, which what he did was absolutely unheard of by 
by going to two national championship games with that school pre-Big East. This wasn't even, they weren't even the Big East yet. That's right. I think they were in the Horizon League at that time. So you didn't even have that cachet of being in the Big East. And he did that. So I don't blame him for leaving to go to the Celtics just because, you know, you might as well and you're in your, in your mid-30s. But part of me thinks, and again, we don't know this because there's so many surprises out there, I wouldn't be shocked because he is from Indiana that I'm sure his dream job would be to be the head coach at, at Indiana one day. Oh, he said Hoosiers, that. But he has said that in the past. Yeah. That is his coaching dream job. You're right. But if he goes to Michigan, you're still in the same conference. You're in the Big Ten. Ooh. I just look at it again. I know Ooh. money's different. And I, I know the money's different that, yeah, he began paid more at the Celtics. But how the things ended this year, losing to the Bucks the way they did, Kyrie, the whole relationship didn't work out. Gordon Hayward, it didn't really, you know, they got both those guys and they went further last year without them. That, you know, you kind of say, okay, I've done my part. Milwaukee's going to be the team of the East. If Toronto keeps Kawhi, if Philadelphia keeps things intact, I don't really know how much further he can take the Celtics. I really don't. You say, okay, I've done my part. Now let me go back to college where I can not cruise, but I can now go back to where I was really successful and just be done with this NBA crap. Like, that's just where I think that I, I just kind of wonder about that, if he could be the guy, because Michigan can do better than some of the names I've seen. Well, and let's see, is Billy Donovan going to get in that mix? You mentioned Brad Stevens. Does Michigan, uh, Jawan Howard is a name that keeps getting mentioned. And before we just dismiss that as crazy, he's an alum. He's been an NBA assistant. I mean, look, Penny Hardaway just came back to my alma mater, his alma mater, uh, Memphis. Jerry Stackhouse as an NBA assistant. No connection to Vanderbilt, but just took the Vanderbilt college job. Would it be that preposterous, preposterous if I get it out, if it is Jawan Howard? Uh, at Michigan, what do you think? Uh, I mean, preposterous, no, because those examples you named, and obviously with him having a bit of a coaching background out of the NBA, that that's helped. I don't know. I mean, again, the whole Fab Five connection, I don't know yeah. if Michigan wants to go there. That's, right. my, that's my only thing. You may hurt like, him. I don't know if they want to go back to that. But then again, you know, you say, you know, if you ask anybody, above the age of 30, talking about Michigan basketball, the first thing they'll say is the Fab Five. Like, they'll bring that up. And I know that's not, you know, that, that shouldn't be a resounding, you know, uh, you know, that shouldn't be something that, that, you know, will get you the job. But he was still a part of teams that you remember out of all the Michigan teams over the years. Everybody can name the Fab Five, and Jawan Howard was part of it. So I just wonder if they would go that route with a Michigan alum or go a different direction. All right, we'll see what they do. And you may be hearing us uh, later in the weekend here. It is Three Dog Thursday. A few more minutes with Kevin Rogers. You may know what Michigan has done for a coaching job or not. Um, Again, the NBA playoffs are unfolding with Golden State in the uh, Western Conference Finals with Portland, Milwaukee against Toronto. Uh, Speaking of Durant, Durant's injury is still an unknown. It doesn't look like he's going to play at the beginning of this series and maybe not at all in the Western Conference Finals. We were talking a week ago about if it's a calf injury, it could be a two-, three-week thing or more. Maybe Kevin Durant there for a potential NBA Finals. Isn't it amazing, Kevin Rogers, that in the last, I believe I have this correct, the last 29 games where the Warriors have played with Steph Curry but without Kevin Durant over the course of the last three seasons, 29 games, they're 28-1. and It tells you how valuable Curry is uh, to that team. For example, in the la- I did see this. In the last 52 games without Curry this season, the last two or three seasons, 52 games without him, 
the Warriors' record is 26-26. and 26. When you talk about most valuable player, Steph Curry is the most valuable player for Golden State. Let's see how that unfolds. Hey, real quick, since we love underdogs, Toronto appears to be the underdog losing Game 1 to Milwaukee. Portland, obviously the underdog with Golden State. If you had to pick one of those teams to pull the seven-game series upset, give me, give me which one you would think it would be. Is it Raptors? Is it Blazers? Not the Blazers. I'd say Toronto. I, I said so quickly because I think we kind of got cheated a little bit by not having a Warriors-Rockets finals that, you know, all due respect to the Blazers, they're they're a good team, but they shouldn't be in, in the Western Conference finals. Like, they really shouldn't. Uh, I, I just don't see, even if Kevin Durant doesn't play one minute in the series, I cannot see how Portland beats them four times. Toronto had Milwaukee on the ropes. They had them beat in game one. They lose at the end. They don't cover at the end. But I could see Toronto beating Milwaukee four. Not saying that they would, but I could see that. I cannot at all see Portland beating Golden State four times unless, seriously, Kevin Durant is out and Steph Curry's out. All right, we got to get out of here in a few moments. It's the voice of Kevin Rogers. I'll give you a plug for Vegas Insider. By the way, you can follow Kevin at VI Rogers for Vegas Insider at VI Rogers. Follow this show at Three Dog Thursday. Stanley Cup playoffs progressing. Uh, at the time we're talking, Boston, a commanding 3 nothing lead on Carolina. Don't know how it will ultimately play out in, in number of games or wins, but Boston should be the Eastern representative in the Stanley Cup. And at the time we're talking also a big overtime win for San Jose in St. Louis. They scored in the final minute of regulation of Game 3 in St. Louis. They then won the game in overtime. They lead 2-1. to one. That one may go seven games. And the Sharks were obviously in the Stanley Cup Finals a couple of years ago. So hockey narrowing down. We even have golf this weekend. Kevin, I know you're not a huge golf guy. I am a big golf guy. Tiger Woods playing his first tournament period since winning the Masters, and it's a major. They've moved the PGA Championship to May. It's at uh, Beth Page uh, State Park in Long Island, New York. Ten years ago, Kevin, I worked the U.S. Open at Beth Page in 2009, won by Lucas Glover. I worked that for Sirius XM Radio. Uh, Tiger was involved in that one. I remember calling shots uh, for Tiger in the uh, in the third round of that event. He didn't end up winning. Uh, what kind of chance? Look, I know the first round is getting underway. It's Three Dog Thursday. Tiger hasn't played in a month. What Do you give him much of a chance to win this major, or are there too many other good golfers, and he's 43 years old, and when you haven't played in a month, it's going to affect you? What do you think? I mean, I always give him a chance. But I'm not going to say that he has no chance, but, I, I mean, again, you know, we'll see how this unfolds from the standpoint of did he just have, you know, a great weekend at the Masters, and can he relive that where it's kind of like, let's put this all together for this big tournament. And not to say that, that the PGA isn't a big tournament. It's one of the majors. Yep. But at the same time, you know, let, let's just see how you – know, I mean, again, Tiger can finish third, and it's still an amazing accomplishment. Like, you know, we, we are in this whole society that if you don't finish first, you know, you're terrible. That Let's just see if Tiger makes the cut. If he makes the cut, and if he has a good weekend and he can get far – that's still a great accomplishment. Especially, you know, win. especially 43 years old, off the injury, not having played in a month. I would agree with you. If he finishes in the top five, if he's in contention, that's victory, air quotes, uh, for him. 
let, let's see if he hangs in. Let's see if Phil has something. Dustin Johnson, Brooks Kepka, the long hitters. Will Rory McIlroy, who hasn't won a major in five years, will he get back on track at Beth Page? Uh, we're going to find out. I know we got to go. Uh, tell us more about VegasInsider.com because all the info is out there, whether it's NBA playoffs, the golf that we're mentioning, if you're looking to bet, daily fantasy, uh, et cetera, for baseball. Tell them more, Kevin. Yeah, there's a lot going on right now. Uh, you mentioned Major League Baseball kind of rolling along. The NBA uh, Conference Finals every other day. The Stanley Cup uh, Conference Finals every other day as well. Uh, hopefully we'll know who's going to be in that uh, coming up by the end of the month. So you have those, the golf, uh, also the Preaknesses this weekend. So that's another uh, big event, uh, even though we won't have a triple crown winner probably. But uh, you have that. And, yeah, just keeping an eye on even the, the future odds for NFL, for college football, if you want to just uh, peruse them at your leisure. So that's always there if you need your football fix. So just check it out at VegasInsider.com or on Twitter at TwitVI. And check this man out at VI Rogers. We didn't even get a chance to talk about Adam Gase, the new Jets coach, the former Dolphins coach, and Kevin's been in and around South Florida and in and around Adam Gase and his Dolphins run. He's now the GM. The GM gets fired, and a lot of people are pointing at Gase as having backstabbed uh, Mike McConaughey, the GM, Gase is now completely in charge of the Jets. It's never dull in New York. They don't get Zion. They've got the PGA Championship. You've got Adam Gase in total control with the Jets. He already made a trade on Wednesday night after he became the GM. It's crazy, Kevin. You never know in sports. And they can keep up with it on VegasInsider.com, right? I, I'm sorry, but I think, I think it's great that, that a guy like Adam Gase, who it just didn't work out, he wasn't the, the biggest clown out here ever is Camp Cameron. So I'm not going to give Adam Gase that, uh, <laughs> that honor or that distinction. But, uh, but yeah, he, had, he ends up getting fired by the Dolphins. He gets hired by the rival Jets as the coach. And then he ends up with, uh, with Sam Darnold and Le'Veon Bell, and he's the GM. I'm like, what, like, what lottery did you win? Yeah. You know? So it, it, it's, it'll be interesting to see that this year. we gotta, we got to stay on that train. Kevin, thank you for the time. I appreciate it as always. We'll come back next week with much more on Three Dog Thursday. Thank you, sir. All right, you got it, TJ. There is Kevin Rogers, Senior Handicapper, VegasInsider.com. Follow him at VI Rogers. Follow this show at Three Dog Thursday. Our thanks to our friends at Red Circle Podcasting. Also, subscribe via iTunes to the Three Dog Thursday podcast. Spread the word. It's the only digital radio show devoted exclusively to underdogs, and we talk other things even in the summer uh, going on with the playoffs and golf and much more. Thank you for being with us. I'm TJ Reeves on Three Dog Thursday. Bye.